Welcome to the 26 West Church Sunday Gathering Podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching helps you experience life in Jesus. Uh, Good morning, everybody, those watching and those here in the room. Uh, My name is Jose, if we have not yet met, and we're talking, I guess, right now about things that we can participate in as we grow in following Jesus together. One of them I've been hinting at forever. I'm finally gonna be true to my word and tell you we are leading a trip to Israel a year from now. We do have the date finally set up for you, May 19th through 28th of next year. So just take a little snap of it. Um, There is a registration that is live. You're gonna hear about it in the weekly this week, so don't feel like you have to write anything down yet. But as we talk about the Bible, there's something beautiful about walking through the places that we're reading about when you're there. There's something that helps when all of your senses engage in the Bible. And I think that you'll be able to read the Bible in, in, a, in a new perspective when you see the setting. Is it essential to go to Israel to have everything you need to know about God? Absolutely not. <laughs> but it helps. So if you've been wanting to go, we'd love uh, to have a team. It's gonna be purposely small. It's not gonna be a massive group because we wanna have a lot of personal interaction and we will be at the sites and read and pray and experience God together. So I'm, I'm thrilled, I've gone on trips and helped lead trips and I, I would be delighted to, to guide you. So sign up for that and again, in the weekly this week, we'll have all the links for you to find out more information. Uh, one last thing and then we're gonna open uh, the scriptures is would you just pray this week, um, I'm leaving tomorrow and We've been preparing for another outreach opportunity in Romania, uh, in a town called Sibiu, where we've been able to partner with churches for years now. I think this is like the fourth outreach in the last 12 or so years in Sibiu. And just be praying. There are 10 different evangelistic events that I'm speaking at uh, in prison with prisoners, uh, to ladies at a breakfast, to business professional leaders for a dinner, to couples, two different youth events and some events in villages outside of Sibiu uh, with the gypsy community. If you know Eastern uh, European culture, there are those who are living in Romania that are not exactly considered Romanians. They're gypsies, they don't have their own um, homeland, they have their own king, they have their own government. Similar to a situation that you see in the US uh, with with the native community and those rest of us outside of reservation life that there's cultures within cultures. And so we're gonna share the gospel with as many people as we can, so I'm just inviting you to pray. And if you wanna know how to pray day by day, that will be in the weekly this week. All right, um, speaking of praying, why don't we just do it and we'll, we'll continue in our series on the Holy Spirit. Lord, we do love you and we're grateful that we get to gather in your name and sing songs that matter. We're grateful that we get to love one another and build friendships that matter. We're grateful that we get to be a part of things that are just bigger than the weekend and even think about hundreds of students gathering this summer to focus on your love and your calling and your grace and your mercy and your empowering. Lord, there's just so much going on and we're so grateful that you've included us in your family and what your family's doing. So Holy Spirit of God, we invite you now to open our minds to see and perceive all that you have for us open our eyes to see the scriptures in their beauty and in how they are the vehicle that you've given us to know you better. 
Awaken us, we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. So we are, are looking in this long series on the Holy Spirit. And as those of you who've been here, we looked at first a big picture view of the Holy Spirit who's above, and then the, the Holy Spirit who's working within, building character. And now we're just in the early part of our conversation about how God wants to work through us. Uh, which, by the way, is why you're here. God worked through more than one person, many people, to bring you into life. He, he worked through probably dozens, if not hundreds of people surrounding you, whether it was parents who opened the word of God for you, whether it was a camp counselor or experience like that, whether it was a school. That God is using all sorts of people, all all sorts of times and places to bring us closer to himself. And we wanna think about how the Holy Spirit can now work through us for the good of others. And to do that, we're just spending a couple of weeks and we'll spend a lot of this session thinking about how we hear. If, we're, if, if God wants to work through us, how do, we, how do we know it's him? How do we hear him? How do we discern what's him, what's not him? And so last week we started a conversation on how we hear God. We just wanna continue in that. How do we hear? Let's think of what Jesus said. Again, we'll put it on the screen. John 10, verses 14 and 15, and down to verse 27. We looked at this many times. It's just good repeat. Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then this phrase, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Um, now that sounds crazy that we can know God's voice, but it's exactly what Jesus said would happen. He said, my sheep, the people who follow, are actually gonna be able to know what I'm doing and they're gonna be able to follow me. So how do we hear God? Last week we saw that we hear God in Jesus. The way God has made himself known to us isn't just abstract facts, it's not just lists. The way we know how we're hearing from God is through the person of Jesus. Jesus is, as the scripture says, in, he is the visible representation of who God is. He's God made flesh. And so if I ever am wondering, is this from God? If I'm ever wondering, is this from him? All I have to do is look at Jesus. And the lights went blue. And that totally threw me off. <laughs> oh, this is just one of those days. Ever have just one of those days? This is one of them. We hear God in Jesus. Which is, by the way, so helpful for us because in a world that is increasingly spiritual and yet less Jesus-centric, we can be grounded. Well, this is God, that is God. If it doesn't look like Jesus, it's not from him. If it doesn't act like Jesus, it's not from him. If it's not focused on Jesus, it's not from him. We hear God clearly because God has come in the person of Jesus to make himself known. So we hear God in Jesus. So what we wanna do is we wanna grow in awareness, right? All of us, we wanna grow in awareness of what Jesus is like. So remember last week, if you were here, this is the beauty and kind of the setup for what life is like. 
there were two on the day that Jesus rose again who were walking on a road to a town called Emmaus, and they were unsure of what had happened because Jesus said that he was God's Messiah, yet Jesus was crucified. Jesus is in the tomb, yet the ladies in the morning said, no, he's not there, he's risen, we've seen him, and they're totally confused. And Jesus is on the road with them, talking to them, asking questions, listening, interacting, and he's walking for miles with them, but they don't perceive that it's him. And I think it's so interesting that rather than Jesus on that road to Emmaus, all Jesus had to do was say, hey guys, it's me, but he doesn't. Rather, he waits, and what does Jesus do? We recap from last week, Luke 24, verse 27. And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he, Jesus, explained to them what was said in all of the scriptures concerning himself. So Jesus spends time walking with these two men who are wondering what had happened, and he opens their mind to see what the scripture said. And then later on, towards the end of the conversation, they asked each other after Jesus departed, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road, and notice the phrase, and opened the scriptures to us? So if we want to partner with God, if we want to grow in hearing God's voice, if we want to allow God's person, the Holy Spirit, God's presence to work in and through our life for the good of other people, if we want to continue what's been happening for centuries, that is God is awakening people to who he is through his people, if we want to be partners with God, then we need to hear God in Jesus. And the second thing I want to focus on this morning is obviously we hear God in scripture, we know what God is like because we can see Jesus, his life, his teaching, the way he treated people his way. And we grow in listening to God and knowing God through what God has given us. He's given us the Bible. And so when we think about ways that we hear for God, and these aren't the only ways, by the way, because um, we're going to continue to see over the next few weeks that there are many ways that God wants to speak to us so that we can not just hear his voice and know his ways, but actually partner with him and join him in what he's doing. But the two primary ways is we, we look to Jesus because God has come to us in a person so that we would know him personally. But the only way we know who Jesus is and what Jesus says is the fulfilling that he does in what we call the scriptures. I'm gonna use these words interchangeably, the scriptures or the Bible, I'm talking about the same thing. Okay, so we know we, we wanna grow in hearing God by looking at Jesus, because if I see what Jesus doing something, I know that's what God is like. If ever I open the pages of the Bible and I see Jesus treating someone some way, I know that I know that I know that that is the pattern that is the life-giving way. He loves those that other people overlook. So whenever I see someone that is being overlooked, for whatever reason, because of the color of their skin, because of their amount of funds that they have access to, because of the way they speak, because of what they do, whenever I see someone in this world who is being shunned by everyone else, overlooked, looked down on, demeaned. All I have to, if I wanna know what God's will is, if I wanna hear from God, 
All I have to ask myself is, in this situation with this person, Jesus, what would you do? How would you treat them? What words would you give them? What encouragement would you share? What, what would you offer them that no one else will offer? See, I can hear God clearly without a booming voice, which God's voice may or may not be deep. I don't know. Whenever you hear God, God's voice in anything, it's always God. You know, it's, always, it's always deep. Uh, and for whatever reason, we just think that way. But if I want to know what God is saying, all I have to do is look at Jesus. Yet connected with that, the only way I know Jesus is through the Bible. There are things written about Jesus outside of the Bible. If you ever go uh, to the Washington, D.C. and you go to the, the Museum of the Bible, which I encourage you to do, you're going to see the beauty of this book in its history and in its heritage and the impact. I really would encourage you, if you go to Washington, D.C., spend time and go to the Museum of the Bible because we take for granted how this has changed the world. This book, more than anything written in all of creation, in all of time, these pages have impacted today's world more than anything. Okay, but I say Jesus and I say the Bible, but let's just be honest. Why is this so challenging? If I told you what we need to do is follow what Jesus is like and the way you know Jesus is through the Bible, we could just shut the thing down, have some more donuts and, 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 and hear God's voice. But why do we struggle with this so much? It's because the Bible is a unique book. It's, it's not like the other books that you have on your devices or in your library. It is the best-selling bestseller of all bestsellers of all of humanity. There have never been any, there's no other book that's been printed in so many languages and is accessible all around the world in all of history. It's so big that the Bible never makes the bestseller list because it would make everything else look foolish. This book is the most impactful book in all of the world. There are over 2,000 translations and versions of this book in over 1,300 languages free on your phone right now in an app called YouVersion. This, this book is profound. We have access to more tools about it and resources about it. We even have a museum about it that, that gives us all this information, but that doesn't mean we do anything with it. A recent study in 2020 by the Barna Group and the American Bible Society wanted to get a sense of where the Bible is in American culture right now. And here's what it found, and you will know it to be true. 78% of Americans own a print version of the Bible, at least one. How many of you have a print version of the Bible in your hands or at home? Okay, all right, you're the 78%. At the same token, that same study said, only 9% of people who own a Bible actually read it regularly. So, almost eight out of 10 of us, I'm gonna say all of us, have a copy of the Bible, but let me just ask you with no guilt trip attached. In the last seven days since you were here, how much of your time has been engaged in this book? Um, how often did you read it this week? Okay, if you read it, how much time did you spend actually thinking about it? You know, like I read apps all the time, like I catch my news and, you know, I read the little title of the article and then I just move on. Well, that's not engaging with it. That's just glancing. 
How much time did you spend even thinking about? Did you do anything with what you read in the Bible? Look, my goal today is to not give, we don't need another guilt trip. We already feel guilty about what we're not doing. But what we do need to own up is on the disconnect. There is just a massive disconnect. And this disconnect is what is limiting us from allowing God to work through us. If God's gonna work through me, I need to hear him. I need to know him. I, I want insight. I, I wanna be useful. Well, how, well, God speaks to other people. He doesn't speak to me. No, he speaks to every one of his children. My sheep, what? Hear my voice. They don't follow a stranger. They know what I'm saying and they follow me. And, and you can, I'm just telling you, you can, no matter what you thought about your life before this morning, you can increasingly grow and being attuned to what God is saying, not just to the world, but what he's saying to you. You can, and you will, if you consider Jesus, because he is the image of the God that's invisible. You know that you know. You, I just dare you. If you have a Bible that has red letters and, and you look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, if you just read, read all the, of the Bible, if you just read about Jesus and just try to live into that, then you will live differently. As I was saying, like, I'm just struggling, man. I, I try to read the Bible, and this is, on, this is an honest confession. I just don't get much out of it. Jose, I've been trying this for years. Look, we've all been there, myself included. We want to demystify this thing. When I open my Bible every day, I do not hear the angels sing. I, you know, the, 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 the color in the room does not always Change. I do not always walk away from the Bible thinking, I got my instructions for today. I know exactly what to do. But you know what? When I think about my life with God and what I've learned of him and how I've tried to live in tune with him, I cannot disconnect it from this book. It is centrally connected. So what I want to do is offer just as we're starting this session together in our community groups, again, none of this is accidental. We are aligning this on reason. We want to move past, I own a Bible, and I don't get it. <laughs> we want to move past that. Now, I'm not saying that this discovery is going to come to you in the next eight weeks, but one thing could click in the next eight weeks that unlocks for you a lifetime of growth in the Bible. And if we would focus our mind and our attention on the person of Jesus as shown in the Bible, we will never be the same I'm just telling you, God is speaking out loud all the time. The challenge isn't God speaking. The challenge is the ears of his kids. We're not listening. And so how do, we, how do we maintain a zeal to grow in the Bible? Which, by the way, there will be, there will be peaks and there will be valleys. There will be times where it's just, it's so life-giving that you just want to open it up more and more. There are times where it seems dry. There are times where it really makes you mad because it bucks up against everything else you're hearing. And you want to say, like, this is old. This can't be true because everyone else is telling me this. At the same token, you can grow in enjoying God. A couple of reminders, though, before we get super practical about how to fuel your Bible life. One, remember this. The scriptures, or the Bible, interchangeable. Why is this important? The scriptures are God's words. This sounds so basic, 
But I wonder, and I'm just going to throw this out there, I wonder if we actually believe it. When I read the pages of the Bible, unlike when I read a news app, unlike when I read a novel, unlike when I read a textbook, even by a you know, triple PhD expert in a field, I read all the time. I read all sorts of things. Do I remember when I am looking at this book that it is not just a book, it is the word of God? How do I know it? Second Peter 1, 20 and 21. Above all, you must, this is written to church, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. God's revealing himself, showing himself to us by giving us real words. There are things that you are gonna know about God that you will not know any other way. If God didn't take the initiative to work through human beings to give us in human language, and, what, and even though there are so many languages in the world today, God is so wise that he forever wrote down through his servants these words so that in every tongue and in every continent and in every country and every language group, we can actually know what he's like and we can know who Jesus is. These are God's words. It's not an ordinary book. And so part of our growth is being reminded, even though you know the word love shows up in this book and the word love shows up in all sorts of other books, is there something powerful about the word love? No, love is a word. Yet when God strings words together, he does them in ways that are unlike anything else. And we can trust and we can know that this is his person and his work and his heart. The scriptures are God's words. Second thing is the scriptures are God's gift. They're not, they're not just a download of what he's like. They're actually a gift to us. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. But as for you, this is like an older leader speaking to a younger leader. And this is what he encourages. As for you, continue what you've learned and become convinced of because you know those from who you've learned it. And how, and this is Paul to Timothy, how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. Notice what he says next. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then here's the statement. All Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The, the scriptures are God's words. They're God's gift because they're, they're God-breathed. Yes, they are real human words written by human authors. And God is amazing. He took, he took 40 different authors who lived in different places over a span of 1,500 years in three different languages. The newest part of the Bible that we have is 2,000 years old. So he recorded in time and space these words for us so that when I wake up in the morning, I can meet him. This is amazing. These are not just good thoughts. And the challenge that we have as Jesus' people is lowering the value of this book. We need to raise the value because they are God's words and they are a gift. 
So, so Paul, the wiser leader, says Timothy, the younger leader, from infancy, since the time you were a child, you had access to hear from God, and because you have heard from God, he has made you wise to your own rescue. The way you know the love of God is through the word of God. The way you realize that God cares about people who are rebellious and loves them, and, and the way you know what God has done, the length that God has gone through to bring you and I to life, it's, it's all in the scriptures. And so when I read it, I'm not just reading ancient stories about ancient places and ancient rules and ancient thoughts. What I'm seeing is God on display in the lives of men and women, and I'm, I'm hearing his heart and I'm seeing his pattern, and it's leading me where? To Jesus. Because it is in the Bible that I get the clearest view of who God is. Like I said, we hear God in Jesus and we hear God in the Bible and it can make me wise. So, so he lists out the benefits that I wanna remind us are so basic. But friends, you wanna hear God? If you're not focused on Jesus, it will be really hard for you to understand what God is like. And if you ignore his gift, every one of us has equal access to God's thoughts. And you know what? This is one of those few times in human history that I could say that with integrity. Because just a few hundred ago, you traced the history of the Bible. A few hundred years ago, it was very hard to get your hands on the book. And mostly it was in Latin. It's very, very hard, wherever you were in the world. And you just need to know this. This isn't a guilt trip. But this is just a reminder. For most of even Christian history, most of Jesus' people have not had full access to the Bible in their own language and to know it and study it. Yet for whatever reason, right now in history, on your little device, which happens to also be a phone, you have access, not just to the actual Bible, but to untold number of tools to grow in comprehending, understanding, interpreting, applying the Bible. We, friends, you and I, we have, I'm going to Romania where my first trip to Romania, I met the son of a guy, Florentine Klippa, whose dad was martyred just probably about 40 years ago now, smuggling Bibles from Ukraine into Romania. And so Florentine grew up without his father because he saw the Bible. So valuable that he risked his life to get people in Romania while it was hard, copies of the Bible in that And unfortunately, for whatever reason, we're so enamored by what everyone else is doing on social media that we can care less about hearing what God has said. Hey, that is not a guilt trip. This is an invitation to wake up. You have God's words. They're, they're able to teach us, so there are things you don't know about God, but he's given us his words so that we can know what he's like. They're able to rebuke us. That is, that is a form of teaching. This is the right way. This is not the healthy way. 
and come back. And it gives us the pattern of how we know how to come back to him. They're there to correct us. There are pathways we're taking that are not healthy. And God has said, no, don't. You have no idea what this will do. They're able to train us to put us in the right mindset and pathway so that we can know God. When we read or listen to the Bible, we are hearing from God. Now, here's my disclaimer. We don't always understand what God's saying. Not There's tons of it because some of it is 4,000 plus years old, written in, in another language to a different culture. Of course this takes work. Look, look, this does not come automatic. There are things you'll read in Leviticus that will make your head spin. But if I am open and I say, God, I don't get it. What God has given us is his Holy Spirit that will work within us to comprehend the Bible. Um, let me set you up for success. You do not need a Bible degree to understand the Bible. You don't. Just drop that. Now, if you study more and you actually comprehend more, this is a good thing, and, and you can share that knowledge with other people, uh, you don't have to go to any school or any forum to know what God has said. God is so good, he's made his word evident enough, and the author of the book, the Holy Spirit, who guided the human authors, is still working in you and in me to bring about what I need to know now and to nudge me on the things that I don't know and stir within me even the desire to know what does not seem clear. What we want to do is not ignore the Bible. Why? Third thing, scriptures are alive. They're absolutely alive. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, for the word of God, which is more than the Bible, we'll get into that in the weeks to come, the word of God is alive and it's active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It's a metaphor. It penetrates even the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything's uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So God's words are alive and they're powerful. And unlike any other book that's been written, these words, because they're breathed by God, they're real language, but God has given them to us. They are able to get into the deepest part of my soul and bring the most healing that I could ever experience. Look, I am all for human intervention. I'm all for medical technology. I'm all for psychological evaluation. I'm all for counseling and therapy and tips and tools. You know what our problem is? We have made God small. And we've made everyone else big. And as Jesus' people, what we wanna do in growing here in God is realize he is my author, and he is my creator, and he is my life giver. And if I will invest a little more time and a little more energy on following Jesus by knowing his word, how different can my life become? Which is why the two on the road to Emmaus say, didn't our hearts, did you ever read a Bible verse and it quote unquote churchy phrase, the words popped out of the page? 
Has that ever happened to you? It, it hasn't happened to everyone, and I'm not saying that's the sign of spiritual vitality and Jesus loves you because the words look big, but there are times when I have read this book on a day where like, man, God, I need to hear from you. And suddenly these ancient words that were not written to me primarily, they were written to someone else, but God gave them to all of us. Suddenly they have given hope to my soul and my emotional state changes and my direction is clear. And I know, I know that I know that I know that I know that God is with me. Man, this is the invitation to all of us. Okay, so when it comes to hearing from God, I want to focus my attention on Jesus so all the Bible is profitable, all of it is important. Where am I going to spend a majority, a huge amount of my effort? It is in things leading to Jesus that are in the Bible, and it is the person and work of Jesus, and is what Jesus said, what happened through his people, which is all of the Bible. <laughs> all right. But I'm going to read it with a Jesus focus, because God didn't give me words just to give me words. He wants me to know Jesus better. So how do we grow in hearing God in the scriptures? Hyper practical. Look, let's just take one notch. My prayer for you all week has been this, that you would take one notch up in taking the Bible seriously and trying to grow in it. And this is not something you do alone. First thing I'm gonna invite you to do is pick a translation that's actually readable. This sounds so base, but again, there are over... Uh, 2,000 different translations of the Bible in various languages. Now, if you are an English speaker, duh, don't try it in Spanish. It's not going to be helpful for you. But pick a translation that's readable. For this reason, every year as I read through the Bible, just for my own personal growth, not for teaching or preaching or anything like that, I, I use a different translation of the Bible because it was written in Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek, and it's been translated into English. And so sometimes in reading it in a different English translation, I gain a nuance or understanding that, that wasn't as clear before. If you've never read the Bible, I would highly recommend the New Living Translation. I'd highly recommend the New International Version. There are other translations of the Bible that are helpful and good, but the one you can't understand is not helpful. If, you, if the English phrases and you're reading it in English, you're like, I don't even get it in English, well, then find a more readable one. And we could talk about that for days. Second thing is find a few helpful tools to understand what you're reading. This is a very rich and complex book. It's as simple as possible. At seven, eight, nine years old, I could read the Bible and get it. I'm now 50, and I've studied it a long time, and I'm just getting to know it. This is amazing. Seven years old, I got the basics of the Bible. 43 years later, I'm, I'm digging in it, and day by day, I am being blown away. Why? It's God-breathed. It's not like your favorite novel. So in these words, we actually encounter God. And, and he is speaking to not just you, but to all of us through what he's already said. So a few tools that will help. If you don't have a study Bible, start there. Um, in the New Living Translation, NIV, I highly recommend the NIV study Bible is fantastic. 
It has all sorts of little notes and nuances for things that you, you might not understand and you may take for granted and you may read something and go like, oh my gosh, but with a few little helps from Jesus' people who read it and studied uh, before you, you can, you can not get off course by simply knowing, like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, are the notes divinely inspired? Of course not, but they're darn helpful. And so rather than going solo and saying, I know what the Bible says, use the help of people who love Jesus. So a study Bible would be great. Um, Bible Project right here in town on the east side of Portland has done umpteen notes and videos. And before reading any book of the Bible, you can watch a well-done video that's six to eight minutes long to give you the sweeping story. And then if you get really interested, you can click and, and read the notes on it. And if you get really interested, you could read the resources that got them to the shortened version of the notes. My, my point is, it doesn't take a lot of effort for you to start growing, but it does take effort to grow. And I hope you would do that. The Bible Recap, it's a podcast, eight minutes a day. And as you go through the Bible chronologically, you can hear just some background on the Bible. Uh, the Bible in one year uh, uh, by Nikki Gumbel, who's the founder of Alpha, the course that we're running, just some reflections. There are umpteen opportunities for you and I to grow in reading the Bible because, again, every time I open it, God is speaking, but sometimes I might not be aware of what he's trying to say, and so study tools are, are not a cop-out. They're frankly helpful, and if I didn't have, have them, uh, you wouldn't be hearing anything. I am stealing from really smart people every week. And I think sometimes at least, you're benefiting. Sometimes. Okay, so I, I've learned how to do this and find tools that are helpful. And if you wanna sit down and talk with some people in our church, I can give you umpteen names of people in this church that would love to help you grow in appreciating and knowing the Bible but the biggest challenge is not the tools. The biggest challenge is right here. It's in the heart. Until I realize I need to hear from God, until I realize that God has given me himself, until I realize that Jesus said, those who seek, find, those who ask, receive, and to those who knock, the door is open. Let me do that in reverse. Those who don't seek, don't find. Those who don't knock, don't receive the open door. They said, well, I'm, you mean God's holding back? No, he's not holding back anything. He's inviting. And I wonder if we'll take the invitation. Third thing, um, commit to reading or listening to the scriptures regularly. You don't have to do it all in a year. I will say that's been my practice for decades just because I want to read all of it every year. But look, you know what? How about this? In 2023, you got eight months or so left. Read all four Gospels between now and the end of the year. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, you want to go a little crazier? Read all of the New Testament in, in, in the rest of the year. Why? There's a compounding effect over time. And your reading today may not have the word that you need today, but the, what you read today has now gotten into your soul, and that word today may be useful a week from now. But if I do not spend time investing in God's words and God's thoughts, 
No wonder I feel empty at times. And consistency is more important than volume. So you take one psalm or take one narrative of Jesus in one of the gospels and read it multiple times every day for a week. Just be consistent with that. You say, well, what if I don't get anything out of it? We'll just keep reading. And there will be times where a word will pop out and a thought will pop out. Or often the spirit is prompting us with questions like, I don't get that. And that's God's invitation. I got a prize for you. I've got something for you. Just start digging. And you start looking and you, you start moving and then you, you, you receive from God. And this is gonna sound so basic, but I think we need to say it. Most often when I hear from God, it is simply through someone else. We want the direct download because it seems spiritual. But when I read a commentary on the Bible and God's words now come alive to me, I have heard from him. It just happens to be through an author who died. This is how God speaks. He's speaking all the time. Fourth, read for transformation, not just information. So the Bible's not a textbook. It's not intended just to be a, a, a rule and a path guide. We're, we're called to encounter God. And so what I'm looking for is, God, what do you want me to know about yourself? God, help me to see Jesus more clearly. And sometimes it'll be wildly exciting. Other times you go through, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, or whatever it is, and you walk away thinking nothing happened. Friends, you have no idea what God may do with that time with him. And so I just say, just in your relational life, if you've been married for any, anything longer than two weeks, you will realize every day is not up here. <laughs> right? So you're like, there is up here? Yes, there is up here. <laughs> every day. No. Every relationship has rhythms. And so it is with the Bible. Finally, talk about what you're reading. The reason we're doing this in our uh, community group time is I'm just inviting you to be more honest than you've ever been about your struggles with the Bible. When you go to your community group, and those of you who are about to go into it this evening or this afternoon, let's just commit. We are not judgmental. We are grace-filled. And we have open ears. If you like, I don't even know if I believe it, then in your community group, be honest enough to say, I'm struggling with understanding how this is really from God. If you're struggling with reading it, if you have not read it, if you fail to see the, the need to, whatever it is that you're going through, please just be honest. Because when we begin to talk about shared struggles or shared insights, we grow together. Um, we made it a practice as our team gets together on Tuesdays just to plan for the week is to start by listening to God and then sharing with one another what we're hearing. And you know what? Um, how long do we spend? 15 minutes. Just get alone and invite God to speak. Most often when we come back and we share, you know what happens most often? I was reading this Bible verse, and I, I think this is what it's saying to 
us. Most often. And you know what? It gets just so regular that we're just, I just come into Tuesdays expecting, I know I'm gonna hear from God. Why? Because other Jesus people are gonna come into this room and we're gonna be humble and honest and we're gonna share. And I leave deeply encouraged because someone else had a moment of insight from the Bible that I go, wow, I needed to hear that today. So Bible learning and growing isn't just you and the Bible, it's us and the Bible, which is, by the way, what we've been doing for the last 40 minutes. All right, let's turn the page. What's your next step? I'm gonna invite you to stand up. The band's gonna come. What's your next step? What is, what is God inviting you into? What is, what is your next step in Bible? What is your next step in following Jesus? What is your next step? And so... Uh, those of you who've been with us for a while, you know now we turn our attention. We've worshiped, we've heard the word of God, and now we're asking God the Holy Spirit, Lord, what are you inviting me into? Uh, if you're newer to our church, we, we respond by praying one for another. Why? Because the Bible says, pray one for another that you may be whole. Why do we pray for one another? Because God says, when you pray for one another, I'm actually there, and I'm able to intervene. And so I invite you this morning, as soon as the songs begin, uh, our prayer team will be on the left, our prayer team will be on the right, and if you need prayer for anything, if you're not yet following Jesus, then ask someone to pray for you. If you're struggling with a particular issue, if you're feeling unwhole in your body or your mind or your, whatever it is, like, we just pray for one another asking God to be God in our midst. And we respond with worship. Why? Because all throughout the Bible, God's people are invited to use their voices as instruments of connection. Just read the Psalms. Extol the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Forget not his benefits. So get swept up in it because it comes from the Bible. What's your next step? I want you to be honest with your community group. If you were stirred to something that God's inviting you into, tell your group why. Your group can hold you to it, encourage you in it, maybe provide some resources for it. God, we wanna know you for who you are. We confess collectively that we've ignored the book to our own starvation, but we return to you, Lord, you're gracious and you're merciful. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So we return, Lord, with a steadfast heart to think about you because you've already spoken so that we could become more like you, Jesus. Help us take the next step, we pray. In your name, amen. Uh, the sides are open if you want to receive prayer in case you will lead us in communion. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Sunday Gathering podcast. To learn more about 26 West Church, please visit our website at 26westchurch.org.